Coming up on the WP Minute, if you missed WordCamp US, don't fret. I have some clips for you today to catch up on the future of WordPress. A couple of headlines in the news. Let's dive right in. Hey, it's Matt from the WP Minute. Did you know there's a professional group of WordPressers excited to meet you? If you're looking for a more casual WordPress Slack membership to join, chat about the news and share your own content with our audience, consider joining the WP Minute membership for $79 a year. Get access to our group of merry WordPress bandits and help support our show. Head to the WPMinute.com slash support to join. Don't have 79, but want to buy us a virtual coffee to show your support? Head to the WPMinute.com slash support or click the link in the show notes. The pesty Festinger Vault is back at it again, adding folks' email address to their website in sort of a reverse psychology trick to send them a reset password link when they actually never signed up. If you've not heard of Festinger before, they're those folks that I've written about in the past uh, that take premium themes and plugins and try to resell them on their own website under one umbrella price. I'll link up Ben aka Binary Moon's post. It's well-written, detailed, and he has a little formula on how to report them as spam if you receive these emails. This week, the internet said goodbye to Media Temple. GoDaddy officially closed its doors. Uh, In 2013, GoDaddy had acquired Media Temple, if you didn't already know that. And there was a collective... Psalm, to say the least, across my Twitter sphere about Media Temple going away and sort of paying an ode to when a lot of us started our websites using the hosting service many, many years ago. September 27th, 2023, in just a few short weeks, Amber Hines will lead hosting the WordPress Accessibility Day. I'll add that link in the show notes, of course, and check out an interview with Amber coming up on the WP Minute Plus. Some news in the world of enterprise WordPress agencies. A post on WP Tavern cites that a group of Agencies came together to collaborate on a free guide on WordPress for the enterprise. Big Byte, in partnership with TenUp, Alley, HumanMade, Inside, and XWP, have published a free WordPress enterprise guide. This is the first time I've heard of Big Byte. I've been in the space for quite some time. They are a VIP partner and also located in the UK. Maybe I don't hear about them as often. Not to be confused with some agency news under the Twitter handle Scale Consortium, the Scale Consortium is a collection of crowd favorite human-made inside the Code.co and XWP, similar folks to those who helped co-collab on that PDF, is thrilled to welcome the following agencies, Alico, Big Byte, Reactive Studios, RT Camp, WebDev Studios. We're excited to grow WordPress in the enterprise. Stay tuned for more. Looks like there's a group of folks coming together in a consortium, as the, the title holds. Included in that guide, but missing from the consortium, is Tenup. But don't worry, they announced their own merger with Fueled Digital Media, a company that creates iOS and Android apps. Quoting from the article, the merger is backed with investment from Insignia Capital, a firm with impressive track record in professional digital services. Tenup is their first major growth investment supporting Fueled, a platform they invested in less than a year ago. Insignia, Fueled, and Tenup have meaningful ownership in the combined business with no single party holding a majority share. Insignia brings a whole new class of financial investment capabilities to 10up and fueled. Congratulations to 
Tenup's team for making that happen. Excited to see where this whole WordPress enterprise stuff is going. I see some chasing AI. I see some coming together and really doubling down on WordPress for the enterprise. I'd love to hear your feedback as an agency owner where things are going in your world. Are you still servicing small businesses? Have you moved up market? Are you thinking about enterprise? Send me an email, matt at thewpminute.com. Welcome to the back half of today's episode. I want to share some clips from Matt Mullenweg and Josefa hayden from the from their WordCamp US 2023 talks down in National Harbor, Maryland. I give you some of the uh, future insights that I thought were very important for you, especially if you haven't watched the full presentations or weren't planning to, <laughs> as a matter of fact. So let's start with Matt Mullenweg talking about WordPress 6.4 and the 2024 theme. For those who don't know, the NASA website's coming over to WordPress and getting some really cool stuff. My favorite is probably the command palette, which is essentially like a command line for WordPress. You do uh, control K, command K, right? And immediately go and like jump to any part of it. It's pretty cool. One of our most feature-packed releases ever. But WordPress never rests. So right around the corner on November 7th, we're going to do version 6.0. Four, which is coming out. It's going to be our, yeah. <laughs> we, we're keeping up our, our pace of three major releases per year. We tried to move it to four, but it seems like three is the right cadence for us right now. 6.4 is going to be uh, similar to, I think it was 5.6, and that's going to be an underrepresented gender release squad. And there's some cool new features that are going to be in it. First I'll talk about is the new default theme, which will be 2024. Last week, I previewed 2024, did a little video on it. If you want to see me testing out 2024, what it's looking like, how it's shaping up, and you want to find out how you can test 2024, click the link in the show notes. And the next order of operation for WordPress phase four is going to be collaboration, or at least part of that phase will be collaboration. Something that I am a little skeptical of, uh, very skeptical of Gutenberg when it launched, extremely skeptical on how collaboration is going to work, and maybe not work, but how it's going to impact the uh, freelancer slash agency plus client relationship. What does this look like? How are these roles managed? And, and how does that change the landscape for better or worse, right? I can see in an editorial environment, life might be a little bit easier with collaboration on content and posts and pages. However, designing a site might become more difficult or, hey, uh, blocks could become Figma. I can imagine a world where there's an admin interface that is more Figma-like and we're putting blocks together in collaboration. That sounds pretty interesting. All right, here's Mullenweg on the future of collaboration. Because it's all about collaboration. So imagine just now taking WordPress and editing something from being single player to multiplayer. So what you're seeing on the screen here, it's looping, is those two, the little purple and the green, you might not be able to tell, but those actually have names underneath. I actually can't see what the names are. <laughs> but that's basically two people editing the same post at the same time. Who's ever overridden someone else that's been editing something? <laughs> you know, thank goodness for revisions. But now you'll be able to, whether it's sharing a draft with someone and getting feedback on it, whether it's you know, collaborating on designing something together, maybe if you're like a, an agency or developer, you can invite a client into it directly, get on the phone with them and talk through it as you move things around. Like It's so, so powerful what you'll be able to do with this. And again, like I said, moving WordPress from being kind of a single player to a multiplayer tool. Of course, anything that builds on top of Gutenberg, which you know all the best page builders and everyone is doing now, will get all these features for free as we start to build them in the core. And it's also really cool that just built into like browser technologies now, we can do this 
in a fairly efficient and in some places even kind of peer-to-peer -peer browser way, which is pretty neat. So it's we're just now getting started with this. So if you want to have an impact on WordPress, go to make.wordpress.org slash phase three is where we're going to be talking about this. So it'll be all about collaboration. I've been telling you that WordPress is going to look different to you in a year's time, quite literally. The admin is going to change. And Matt Mullenweg explains some of that in his presentation. We're actually going to be redesigning some of the admin to modernize it a little bit. <laughs> um, the first big redesign, probably since MP6, if you remember that. It's going to be workflows. So like allowing plugins or maybe even some stuff in core to register different workflows. Like for example, maybe this role can edit the page but someone else has to approve it to publish it. The command palette, revisions, we're gonna get really much cooler on revisions. Block library, media library. I'm also really excited about finally looking at the media library. <laughs> like in that video, when you saw it, everything was looking really modern until the media picker popped up, right? <laughs> And they were like, oh, this feels a little, a little 2000s. <laughs> so I'm glad to return to that. And also integrate things like Openverse. Who don't, those aren't familiar with it. We actually took over the Creative Commons search engine. It's now hosted on WordPress.org and it's called Openverse, which is you know, a beautiful library that indexes the whole web to find Creative Commons licensed content that you can use on your site uh, with attribution or, or not if it's not required. So that is what is coming with phase three. I think one of the highlights that sort of went under the radar is this new collaboration for LMS plugin providers, including Automatic, Automatic Sensei. A host of LMS developers, plugin developers came together to try to work towards a standard of content storage is how I interpret it. In other words, how are courses, curriculum, lessons, quizzes, how is that data stored so that if somebody wants to switch from one LMS to the next, there isn't a friction point, at least in the WordPress world, where that creator of a course has to redevelop and you know recreate their content within WordPress. Is there a standard that they can move towards to make that transition easy, which is a big win, I think, if, if these owners can come to an agreement, but certainly a big win to stay in the WordPress ecosystem versus going to you know, a big hosted LMS platform that not only, not only costs a lot of money, but you're then locked in even more with that uh, content structure. So here's Matt on a little bit more about LMS. This week, Tutor LMS, LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and Sensei all got together. So these are four different plugins that provide LMS solutions. And the conversation was around what common data models can we do? So there's two tracks. One was like a, within the WordPress world, can we actually agree on like using some of the same SQL format? We have common column names and tables since we're doing some very similar things or we can at least create some abstractions between these different LMSs. Could we make it so that there's not a lock-in and that users can get the freedom and choice to switch between these without having to port over all their content. Then second is that, are there industry standards? I didn't know a lot of this, but I learned some. There's like something called SCORM. There's some other, was it XAPI? There's a few different things there around industry standards, around what other software might be doing, or even some governments like ask people to put their content into. And are we, as a set of plugins within WordPress, Again, we're always about user freedom and user choice. So are we doing everything we can to make sure we interop with those standards, have import or export or converters or things like that? The group came together. We decided to kick it off with a Slack channel. So there's now hashtag LMS in the WordPress.org Slack. <laughs> 
it's it was fun because it's at the brainstorm stage. Well, obviously, there's other LMS plugins as well that weren't able to make it to WordCamp or weren't included yet. But now everyone involved in this space or who's developing a solution around it can come together, agree on some de facto standards. We'll turn it into a document on a make blog. And, and then essentially now in the future, if you're choosing an LMS plugin, there'll probably be like a badge or something that folks who like apply to these standards and have the interop will have that badge. And so you'll be able to make an informed choice as a consumer in choosing, again, freedom is not just always about the license. In, in WordPress, we have the GPL license, the four freedoms. Sometimes it's about like the practical interop. Very excited to that. And let's give it a... Josepha shared an interesting talk about the future of WordPress community and highlighting some of the points of uh, community and contributor day at WordCamp. I'm going to play a clip now. It's a little bit of a longer clip. I'm going to meet you on the other side of this clip to share my thoughts about it. So here we go, about a minute and a half with Josepha. Why is it so important to make sure that we are thriving? And I'm so glad you asked. So it's important to make sure that we're thriving because WordPress can change a life. And I mean, it can change the entire direction of where you thought you were headed and where you intended to go, but not if you don't know about it. The more that people know about WordPress, the more people can access the incredible opportunities that WordPress can provide. It's also important for us to make sure that we are thriving because WordPress can change your community, but not if they can't learn it. WordPress and open source in general can support entire communities and give them freedoms that they didn't know that they needed. And the stronger our local communities are, the better our entire society gets to be. So if you are in a moment right now where you're trying to learn how to expand what you do with WordPress, either in your local world, whether that be a large community or just two or three people, WordPress's mission is to democratize publishing. Democratize publishing, that's our mission. It's just two little words, but it contains a huge theory about how we can impact the world. When you democratize publishing, you're providing easier access to knowledge, opportunity, and connections. We, and you, are giving voices to the voiceless and securing the freedoms of the open web, both for everyone in here right now, but also for everyone who comes after us. Not because anyone knows necessarily what those are off the top of their head, except for Matt Mullenweg, who you will hear from shortly, but because that's not why it matters. It matters because that's what you all deserve, is an open web that has protected future rights. I'm going to try to be as concise as possible. This is the WP Minute. This was a very interesting talk, and there are many layers to this clip, I feel, that Joseph presented to us. And, and first and foremost is they're turning the attention to WordPress thriving because of the people. And... I've always felt that the developer camp in the WordPress community is fine, right? I say fine, but I'm just an outsider to certainly core contributors and those who are helping core contributors and really c contributing back code to WordPress. That camp of WordPress users, I feel they all swim in the same lane. I'm using a bunch of metaphors here, but there, there's nothing wrong with that camp. And then there's designers, and I think they all sort of flock together, but they also are very independent because a lot of them think, you know, differently, whether it's Gutenberg design, theme design, you know, front-end design in general, UI, admin design, et cetera. 
but there's a, a way that they all collaborate and and physically I think what unites them is is literally like a like Slack and GitHub. That's where communication happens. That's where they see each other. But then <clears throat> there's another camp, the one that I and maybe even you fall into where we're more power users of WordPress. We love WordPress. A lot of for the reasons why Josepha said it. I've said it for a while that I love WordPress and open source because it can enable somebody to change their life, just like Josepha said. And I actually went back because I'm pretty sure I said that to her in one of my interviews with her or with Mullenweg years ago. Not that it's newfound knowledge, but we love WordPress because we know what it can do for us and we share that knowledge onto others. And that's like a flag I think a lot of us have been flying for many, many years that was sort of just thrown to the wayside to the developers and the designers of the community. At least that's how I feel. Because you know I'm not in those conversations of PHP versions and JavaScript and here's how we should code this and we're approving this feature. feature. And I felt like giving back to WordPress wasn't for me because I wasn't technical. And I could only do my thing on the side, but it's like, hey, that's that entrepreneur business thing, man. Like, you're just a capitalist. <laughs> and of course, I'm looking at that, you know, at a strong view. But that's, you know, I've, I've heard people say stuff like that to me. Maybe not in those exact words, but it's like, hey, you're just the business side. Like, we're the ones really developing WordPress over here. So I, I don't know how I feel about this, conversa- this uh, presentation after I listened to it. I listened to it a few times. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, especially on social media or in the membership Slack channel. So I feel good that we're like getting included in this, or at least I feel like we're the ones that include in this, because I've always felt like our camp has been the biggest cheerleaders for WordPress, because I don't know, we're more marketing oriented. We're, we're on podcasts, we're on live streams, we're uploading YouTube videos, we're doing group memberships, we're doing masterminds, uh, we're helping people, we're building websites. And I think we see a bigger sample case, sample use case of WordPress out in the real world. It's funny, I published some thoughts on the 2014 patterns, or excuse me, 2024 patterns that Rich Tabor posted. He's like, hey, you know, I talked to Rich a lot at, at WordCamp US. Uh, well, a lot. We, we chatted for about 20 minutes. And he shared the patterns on, on Twitter. And he's like, hey, these things are beautiful. They're almost done. And yeah, they're, they're beautiful when they come out of a designer's hands, right? You've, you've got the perfect ratio of text to image to white space. But an end user... Your average Jane who's working 60, 70 hours a week on her donut business or cleaning supply business or accounting firm, they don't think like that. They see these designs and it's not how they can envision their brand and they just want to say, Give me, I want a place to just put my logo, put my text and put a button. That's it. That's what I want. Stack it. Center it beautifully designed isn't the first thing that comes to their vocabulary when they're sitting down to put their website together. So all of that is to say, I feel good that we're starting to be included. It's also like, uh, we've been saying that for a long time. Uh, you know, kind of like, thanks for finally listening to us is, is how I see that. But it's great. The last thing I'll mention about this is I feel like the it, it was good to hear that the, the mission is still democratizing publishing, but I think they're really starting to stretch how democratizing publishing means that you are 
you can publish anything and teach people, and that means teaching people WordPress. It's a bit of a stretch. Like I like democratizing publishing for WordPress as the software because I don't think all conversations and, and things that move people are going to be about WordPress, especially business and, and marketing. It's just a piece of the puzzle. So that's interesting how they're kind of bending that a, a little bit, a little bit stretching it out. It's like, hey, should we come up with a new mission statement? No, let's keep democratizing publishing because it's cool. It's two words. And we've been saying it for decades now. So anyway, would love your thoughts on that. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to listen to our other podcast, WP Minute Plus. You can find it for free where you get this podcast. Search for the WP Minute in your favorite podcast app and add both podcasts because we have some great interviews lined up Coming down the pipe here, summer's summer's winding down, cooler air will be in the air, and I'll have some better interviews up because of that. Thanks to our pillar sponsors, Pressable and Bluehost. Without these sponsors, support from our paying members, and you, the listener, the WP Minute wouldn't be possible. We're looking for more pillar and title sponsors. You can sponsor a month of podcasts for $500 a month, or become a title sponsor for an entire year starting at $2,500 for the year. I don't know about you, but sponsor a WordCamp for tens of thousands of dollars for three days or the WP Minute for an entire year for $2,500. Get your brand featured at the wpminute.com slash support.